On this show, we talk about mold exposures, hidden infections, heavy metals. Well, we don't talk about silicone poisoning. Well, this episode discusses one thing that actually has all of the above and is a growing concern of today. But we also are gonna talk about a unique solution for those people who have this issue. Yes, silicone implants. Oh, it goes beyond breasts today. But the fact is, is many people watching this have them and say, I'm not removing them. Well, there's something you can do to lessen the chances, support your body um, from ending up another statistic. And the person that I interview in this episode has done an episode. She gives her story about how her breast implants were making her very ill. Um, but she also makes the argument that these are going to keep going in and it's increasing every year. So how do we protect people? Stay tuned for this episode of Cyto Healing TV. I want to give thanks to one of our sponsors, Cyto Defend. Look, at a time like this, I think that our immune system and keeping our immune system up right now is more important than ever. I can also tell you that I pay attention to the things that keep my immune system on par and healthy. So, so glad that Cyto Defend is one of our sponsors here on Cell TV. And it's a product that I use, my family uses, and hopefully you'll check it out. And by the way, you can check it out with the link right here below. If you want to try a free bottle, you can actually get a free bottle, just pay the shipping. And I think you'll reorder after that, but check it out. If you're listening to this podcast and want to access the amazing CytoDefend product Dr. Pompa just mentioned, please visit freeimmunity.com. Again, that's freeimmunity.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith, and today we welcome back friend of the show and our favorite expert in all things breast implant illness, Dr. Kate Seuss. Dr. Kate is here to share info about how to support your body in the presence of silicone devices. Dr. Kate formulated her new product, Silicone Implant Support, after suffering from chronic mystery illness, which greatly improved after breast implant removal in an effort to help others manage their own silicone concerns and was designed to provide solutions to people who wanna support overall health with implants. This is going to change so many lives and I cannot wait to hear more. So let's welcome Dr. Kate and of course, Dr. Pampa. Welcome both of you. Hi, thank you, Ashley, so much. Hello, Dr. Hey, um, Ashley, we'll have to put the link for the other show that we did where we told uh, Kate's story. And um, that's a great show on breasted plant illness and this, you know, just, you know, how you ended up here. So you didn't end up here by chance. You didn't think, hey, I got a great idea. Let me develop a product around this concept. No, you, you know, from pain to purpose, like my story, but I'm gonna apologize at the very beginning because I call her Katie. I've known her that no, long. it's okay. A lot of people do that are my like close family friends, and it's yeah. I feel it makes me feel very like endeared. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I love Katie. I don't know why. So, <laughs> you know, and then I'll throw a Doctor Katie in every once in a while just to like be, be correct. But um, I love Katie and everything she's about. I, matter of fact, when you launched this product, I flew all the way to Beverly Hills just to be there. <laughs> Um, because, you know, I mean, I, I felt like I was part of this project from the beginning. Um, really? yeah, yeah. I mean, even from, you know, you know, just your whole story. I remember the first day we did lunch together and, you know, we, you know, we, we've been uh, friends ever since. And a lot of our toxicities were the same different source. You know, you got a lot of heavy metals multiple ways, but one of the ways was your breast implants. I always say that one of the big problems with breast implants is, the big three that people don't realize, mold, hidden infections, and heavy metals, believe it or not, they have all three. And I love saying this, and you know, this is me, not you, but you know, here we are, I don't know how many years out from when this really became in vogue, probably 20 some at this point, I don't know. But we're, you know, there's this onslaught now of people that are getting sick. And it takes probably that long in many people. So if you haven't watched the past episode, please do. And Ashley will put that link in. But many of you watching this uh, may be in a place for whatever reason, 
maybe can't get your explants removed. It could be physical health. It could be emotional. It could be financial. Any of the above, Katie really had a heart for this and started to develop a product to really support the body in that. Because obviously, you know, when you realize certain symptoms are happening, it could be this. What can I take? Hey, Katie, you got that question a lot. Well, okay. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't disagree with anything you said, but I want to clarify that, you know, if you have symptoms and you have BII, like this product is not going to like heal you. It's not, that's, that's not what it's The point is just an acknowledgement that if you have silicone devices in your body, whether they're breast implants, butt implants, chin implants, jaw, penile, pec, <laughs> there's a lot of different types of silicone devices. All of them are, have a chemical profile. You mentioned heavy metals for sure, but I think even more, well, the heavy metal, who knows like the true heavy metal content and how that evaporates in the form of gel bleed. But we know for sure that microsilicone and all of the chemicals it's bound to when they're trying to leave your body, you know, having heavy metals uh, as an underlay for that, that's already kind of challenging detox, can allow like microsilicone to accumulate. And that's a huge problem too. Anyways, point being, you, you want these devices or you have them or you want to get them, you, there's an acknowledgement that there's a health, that there are health risks. And this product provides a way to support your body despite those things, much like living in today's world, <laughs> which we don't really have a choice. We have to support our bodies amidst the exposures, right? That's right. Tell you. Uh, exactly. And, and some people saying, hey, I wouldn't give these up, um, whatever happened, right? Okay, well, another argument for why you created the product. So there's yeah. a lot of emotional reasons, identity reasons, who knows? On this, we're not trying to convince people one way or the other, but the point is, is you recognize the need to support the body, its detox pathways, the cellular support around it. And that's, you know, a lot of the- The formation you know. of collagen around the implant, which really helps to prevent. I mean, when you look at, uh, we could talk about studies, but the body really wants to get in and start attacking the implant. Um, it doesn't mean that they go auto. I mean, th the body just does that, you know, a foreign body. Mm -hmm. So when you have a nice capsule around it, that's very well formed, you're not, you're not going to see as much of this microsilicone getting out, you're not going to really see the toxins having as big of an effect on systemic health if they stay in that capsule. So like, you know, some of the things that we could talk about, which relate to your favorite topic, mercury, and one of my favorite topics, which is collagen derangement by histamine caused by mercury, uh, <laughs> we could talk about how that affects someone's ability to make a nice, healthy scar tissue capsule around the implant before they get it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in matter of fact, I want you to talk about the picture you have behind you there. The, <laughs> can yeah. you read your uh, Yeah, but no, but I, I, I can see that's what's cool. there. Yeah, I think cool. that's a great example of what we're talking about. So go, go through that and reference that. Okay, so, you know, uh, there's a lot of different ways people can get very sick from implants, but what I try to focus on and creating, and I'm hesitant to even say that this is preventative because we all know how difficult it is, it is to, to talk freely with the reg regulatory bodies around supportive products. Um, so it's not to say that this is preventative, but it's more to say that, that there are several main processes that I really wanted to support for anyone with silicone. And I used my understanding of how silicone can affect the body in a negative way to decide which categories to focus on. So the three categories I, I'm focusing on are immune support, but this isn't like, oh, you're getting a cold and we wanna give you vitamin, uh, you, you know, this is um, thinking more about um, the immune system with relationship to autoimmunity and how we know through research how to support that process by modulating the immune system. So we're not creating a high immune system or, you know, we're trying to balance it. So a big part of the formula is supporting the T regulatory cell process, which has a big uh, determining factor in whether or not you like agree that a tissue is foreign. Um, so when we're looking at how the immune system pulls off pieces of your own tissue and presents them as, as, as a, you know, um, 
foreign and then the and then the immune system agrees and then makes antibodies against that self tissue that tissue and then you have an autoimmune disease so we know kind of how to we know sort of like what nutrients tend to be missing in people who do that right um and and you know for sure like there's a genetic component usually when people turn on those processes but i think it's genetic plus nutrient deficiencies plus trigger so and that's kind of my i don't want to say like that's that's my medical oh. observation on what I see in autoimmunity. So, so you know, it's not a big deal. I just gave them some things, some of the nutrients that that support T regulatory process that help recycle glutathione, things like that. Yeah, but, I, um, but I would argue it is a big deal, though, because okay. you know, again, <laughs> yeah. if, if you have silicone, you know, devices, then <laughs> I, I I would I wouldn't want to run that risk. I would want to support that. So for I sure. think for sure. So anytime you put a foreign object in your body, if you have this propensity to turn on an autoimmune process, that can happen. That's why when people get organ transplants, they do immunosuppressive therapy, you know, so that right. they don't attack that organ. Um, so it's not really any different with a silicone device. And, you know, autoimmunity was something I think we talked about quite a bit in our episode in 2019, which yeah. by the way, like I was still so sick when we shot that. And I'm sure I did a good job of pretending like I wasn't, but I had not even at that time gone through chelation i hadn't done any a lot of the i was just starting to work with cyto detox and yeah and that was part of the, my process and that of helping you you know come out of that but you know what that that show wasn't about that that show was about your story and really yeah. you know yeah. understanding that you know you could have done all the perfect everything um if you didn't get rid of the source in your case uh, totally, totally. But I think, but the point was just that I think we talked about autoimmunity because that's a big thing that we have, we know, and we've been knowing that since the 90s yeah. uh, with the original silicone. So, and, and it's, it's interesting the way the studies were done and there was a, a, an intentional exclusion of women with autoimmunity um, for those very, these, if we want to even call them studies, they were really preliminary. It was just like a couple of years, maybe three years. And they excluded people with autoimmunity or a history of autoimmunity from being part of the study. And when I say the study, I'm talking about the two studies done by the two major manufacturers that yeah. happened pre-2006 when, when there was motivation to put implants back on the market and they were seeking new approval. So, and that's like all we have. And that's, it's great because the FDA just decided about a month ago that they're gonna make those companies finish those studies. So they never finished them. And they were asked to finish them when the approval was given in 2006. They were asked to finish them and make them 10-year studies, but they never were finished. And then no one really followed up on that uh, until now. So it's exciting. In a, in a recent <laughs> talk that I did um, on upstream causative you know, factors uh, to illness, unexplainable illness, I cited a study that um, talks about the connection to autoimmune and then I cited the study that most plastic surgeons uh, see because it's the one they put in the journals. Mm -hmm. So when you go to your plastic surgeon, they talk about the safety mm -hmm. and that there's no connection to autoimmune. And so I like to show the study, here's what they see. But the fact is, the fact is, is that if you look at who's on that study, then you realize they all have a connection, unfortunately, you know, to the breast implant world. So it really takes that study out, right? So. And I mean, yeah, like first I've heard the, what the, uh, the opponents say like, oh, well, autoimmunity has all these lifestyle factors. And when you get breast implants, you start behaving differently. And so if you get an autoimmune disease, it's probably because of your behavior changes, which is ridiculous, but. <laughs> yeah, not according to that study. Well, let's look at the collagen support. <laughs> okay, okay, so moving on. You so know, moving on, MMP9, <laughs> collagen support, the second row behind you there. Okay, so this part of the formula is where my patent is primarily. And it's written in a way where like, you know, it could be developed as a drug. Like, I'm not against that. I think, I think if pharma is motivated to continue making implants, and if everyone still wants them, which my research shows they do, <laughs> you know, we could fight it, or we could embrace it and meet people where they are and provide them solutions and let them make their own decisions about their bodies. Um, I'm okay with that. No, I'm okay with that too. It's called freedom, <laughs> by the way. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we live in a free country. <laughs> if you want to smoke, smoke, right? It's like, yeah, like we're still going to be here to support you if, you're, if your lungs have problems, for sure, right? So, so 
you know, if the, the way this patent is written, like there's potential, there's a lot of really cool new peptides that support MMP9 really well that are just in early research. And there's ways that we could totally have drug interventions that would really help make a great adjunct as a beautiful capsule of scar tissue around the implant. Um, of course, like I don't have $9 million to develop a drug. I'm not prepared to do that level of fundraising, but it would be really cool if anyone wanted to, I would support that, right? So thinking about that and then thinking about how from a holistic standpoint, you can support MMP9. It's just, it's just not the way people typically think about collagen. Um, First of all, back up though. What, what is I'm MMP9? People I'm understand gonna, collagen. Yeah, I'm going to explain it. I'm just trying to figure out how to like, where to start. Cause like, you know, when you think about these pathways, <laughs> where do I start? The chicken or the egg? Um, I had an elder Stanlos patient come to me for breast implant illness counseling. And she, she said something and it was like a light bulb went off. She said, I have elder Stanlos syndrome, so I don't scar. So I have no capsule. And when she said that, it was like, I felt like I just got smacked in the face, you know, like, how did I not see this, right? How did I not realize this? Because I've been struggling and not just me, all of us, we've all been struggling with hypermobility and some degree of like, you know, mast cell syndrome, which is a big part of hypermobility for a while and had yet to figure out, oh, well, of course I'm hypermobile. Well, not really anymore. Cause I've, I've worked on it. Um, I was hypermobile because I was hypersecreting histamine all the time and histamine in the, in the skin matrix and in other places breaks down type four collagen. So it, it's, of course it does, right? Like, well, we, why don't we think about that? We mm -hmm. think about supporting collagen by taking collagen and like we think about hair, skin and nails formulas and that's all not getting at the root cause of why some people might be breaking down collagen, why some people are aging quicker than others, why people have skin laxity faster than they should for their age, which was all stuff I said from day one. I said, I feel like I'm aging people, but it's just, they didn't, no, no, they didn't get it. Like if you look at photos of me from 2016 and now like I looked eight eight years younger than I looked into like six years ago it doesn't make any sense right my skin was breaking down because I had chronic circulating toxins like mercury like microsilicone and all the and our and our bodies love to work on this priming system so we see it in every part of the body we see it with insulin we see it with the brain with dopamine, with gambling, with addiction, whatever. Okay. So your, your body just gets lazy and it's just one, it's just right. I know, I know I'm preaching to the choir. This is just my perspective on it. I know, I know you know this, but point being, we have this priming thing that happens with histamine from the mast cells. So once you get some toxins circulating over time, they're just ready to drop histamine anytime they want. And MMP9 is the pathway that modulates that process. And there's ways that you can support it and you can and in, in, in intensify the um, integrity of the mast cells and reduce the priming, reduce the histamine secretion, dampen the histamine that gets secreted, um, you know, and yeah, then- and, and ultimately it's protecting the collagen. It's protecting, you know, everything that basically is, you know, being sped up, if you will, that pathway because of the toxic component to the silicone device. Well, and not just the toxic component to the silicone, but potentially the toxins in the person before they get the implants. Absolutely, which is the pocket spool already. Well, well, that's the reason why they don't make a good capsule around the implant. And that's what happened to me. That's why my capsule tissue is paper thin. And I've seen this in a lot of people. And that's why the elder Stanlos patient did not have scarring, didn't make capsule around her implant. People with hypermobility. So, okay. I, I hope I explained it correctly or uh, clear, clearly like the way you can jump. Well, I, I think that people, the, okay. women like with a, at least a breast implant would understand that, but I think some people may not, you know, meaning that when you put the implant in this capsule should form and in some people it doesn't, or it's very paper thin. Well, well before that, before that, before we even get to that, did I explain um, clearly how chronic histamine causes hypermobility. I, I, I think so. I, I think so because I say I think so because I'm answering for them, but okay. you know, meaning that yes, I, I, I think that absolutely it creates that pathway to basically um, upregulate MMP9, the whole process and um, yeah. So you're so you're getting like increased histamine in the cellular matrix and then there's this crosstalk. It, it's very interesting. This is there's this crosstalk with IGF1. 
And it's also why KVP, like which you and I have talked about, works so well, which is uh, really, it's a it's a little piece off of alpha MSH, which is what's coming into the cellular matrix to increase melanin. But it's like when people get a little tan and they get a little tighter, that's caused by KVP <laughs> actually dampening, I dampening, it's, I'm simplifying this, but it's related to the way KVP affects collagen in the matrix, the same way MSH, alpha MSH, affects melanin in this in the matrix which can make you tan if you go in the sun so it's it's so it's so phenomenally interesting um and and new for us like we're, we don't totally know everything about it but but yeah so like if you're kind of hypermobile and this is where it starts to layer in an interesting way you're kind of hypermobile because you're chronically secreting histamine and you have like a dysregulated crosstalk and that's <laughs> that's why mast cell syndrome happens and that's why mast cell syndrome is part of the trifecta and EDS with POTS and EDS and mast cells. So like it's- no, could someone else, um, obviously, you know, other things can drive histamines and mast cell activation from a leaky gut to food issues. Then would that make you more predisposed to this because of the syndrome? So we're talking about like a bunch of different types of patients that come at this from different angles and places and a lot of times end up with the same result. Um, my point in pointing out the triad is just there's this research triad that exists in people with genetic hypermobility. Okay, so we just talked about how you can become hypermobile from toxins, right? Chronic. There's another way that you can become hypermobile, which is just you have this genetic disease called elder Stanlos. And so when you have a, that genetic disease and you're, and, I, and it, it's the best way to talk about it because it's what's most studied. It's so these people that are so the yeah. stretch laxity, the mast cells are laying right under the skin, same in the gut and the, in the stomach. Um, and, and then you stretch the skin and that gets the priming. Okay, so you can get the priming of the mast cells from chronic circulating toxins or the priming of the mast cells from chronic stretching from EDS or, and then you can get, chronic stretching from the toxins or the histamine breaking down collagen, which then makes you like a hypermobile, then you get priming like from another mechanism. And even more than that, you mentioned the gut and toxins. Yes, all of that moves into in chronic illness. And then you have further breakdown of collagen from fiber, from your own fibroblasts when the, in the way they interact with pathogens, it literally triggers collagenase. So that's like another layer to how infections can exacerbate the aging. And, and here's the, the, the person watching this going, Okay, wait, my skin feels looser. My joints are a little bit hypermobile. Okay, I don't have breast implants, but I'm taking this product because I want to support yeah, that pathway. Yeah, I've said that because a lot of people came to the event and they're like, we don't have implants. And I was like, honestly, it's a really good anti-aging formula. It, it might make your skin look tighter. I'm not saying that's a claim, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, look, you, you, the claim is it supports the pathway. It can drive. If you look at yourself, you can be your own judge and say, yeah, my joints are a little bit hypermobile and my skin is definitely uh, you well. know, hypermobile, if you will, <laughs> in <laughs> this direction. But uh, okay, there's one more pathway behind you. So let's go so, through that so one. That's the formula. Tell us about it. Yeah. So, so of course, I wanted to support some of like the big things like we see, like these people that are missing methyl donors that don't really convert B12 and B9 very well. That's not a revolutionary concept, but yet we do see it in a lot of BII people that they are deficient in methyl donors and methyl donors, like I don't have to tell you, are like super important for any detox process. So we're definitely not pushing detox with this formula. There's nothing in it that's gonna make you detox, but right. we are gonna support the pathways. We wanna like, you know, we're trying to, we're doing everything we can to support exposure to chemicals and, and, and a big part of that. There is one little, of course, we're going to talk about calcium declucrate, which is very interesting because in conjunction with vitamin A, which comes in from the first sleeve, because vitamin A is a big immune modulator, yeah. um, we have vitamin A now and then calcium declucrate from the detox support, which in, in studies prevents breast cancer. Okay, I'm not saying that this product does that. But those two things in conjunction have been studied in how their role in breast cancer because calcium declucrate helps you detox those exogenous estrogens or bad estrogens. So whether it's chemical estrogens or just like bad estrogens that your body makes, um, when, when you're, so you do conjugation and you do all those things that we support, and then you wrap them up nicely to excrete them, to leave through the GI. And then there's these, uh, beta glucuronidase mm -hmm. 
in the gut, which is like a dysbiotic presence, like if you have a lot, but it's common. And what they do is they unwrap those bad estrogens and they put them back in the circulation. So obviously we don't want that. Calcium deglucate helps to like really decrease that process. One of the things I have to say is, um, you know, obviously you were sending me some of the um, ingredients that you were using and you chose uh, really ingredients that are so much easier for body to utilize. I mean, they don't have to be converted. I like, I like to call them more active ingredients, yeah. if you will, which yeah. by the way, sick people, we always like to use active ingredients because they typically uh, do better with the more active formulas or the ingredients. Um, also you use active doses. So mm -hmm. a lot of products out there, they save money by using smaller doses just because people just see things on the label and they want that. But the fact is you use active doses too. So when you built the product out, you didn't spare expense with the types of ingredients that you use and you use them in the right doses, both of which increase the uh, availability of the product, the effectiveness of the product and the price of the product because you didn't spare any expense. <laughs> so, but I say bravo, you don't want to create a, <clears throat> yeah. a, I always say a Chevy, but there's nice Chevys out there. I don't want to, you, know, <laughs> you wanted to create a Ferrari, if you will. So you did. Yeah. You did. Yeah, it's it's immaculate. It's uh, made by, it's tested by the same lab that I think tests some of your products, which are immaculate. I mean, we're looking at heavy metals, we're looking at uh, microbial content, we're, uh, everything. And and the facility is, is certified ISO, GMP. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some yeah. other. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe that's another reason why I love the formula. You tested it at the lab that tests all the products that we use. Well, look, what's the, yeah, we didn't even say this yet. Can you believe it? Okay, so I will provide a link below. Click okay. on the link. You can get the product. Can you show the product? What is the name? There it is. Okay, so oh, this is Dr. Kate's silicone support formula, and it's backwards. Sorry, it's in a glass bottle. I want to just say, if you have any viewers that, I'd love for people to buy it, like absolutely, but if they are watching this and they have financial need or they're you know scared to spend money on something that they don't know about i have created about 300 extra bottles that are in they're in the eco pure plastic so they won't get a glass bottle with the box and stuff but they will get this but if i in exchange if they would just make me a video explaining why they want it because my goal at this stage is to just we're, we're still doing fundraising so i'd like to convey that this is a product people want so yeah. i'm doing that as a, as a gift so they can just email me and but also so, if they want to buy it too they can so now you want them to email you so you want me to give it email. <laughs> well they can email the company and okay I'll, there you go yeah I'll exactly email the company. <laughs> um, one over here yeah exactly <laughs> that's fine so I, we can give that email out so we'll put the company email out along with the link and you can get the product and if you want to do a video you can get the product in the plastic bottle, um, obviously at a discount. Plus well, supplies last. Well, exactly. I heard <laughs> that. I did hear that. So, uh, you know, we, we do appreciate that for sure. So that's awesome. Well, look, I, I have to say this, you know, it would be, a, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you just to tell a piece of your story. I didn't want to do it in the beginning because yeah. that was the show we did, right? And yeah. I didn't want to make this show about that. But yet I kind of want you to just briefly retell yeah. it. I mean, I'm, and also to tell you everything that happened from 2000, well, you know, but from yeah. 2019 to now, because I, I did so many incredible healing modalities that were game changers. And each one I was like, oh, this is it, this is the thing. And then it was like, I find something else. And I, it's, it's, there isn't one thing, but I learned so much through that process. And I feel like I'm finally like at a place where I can function almost mm -hmm. normal. You know, you say that and then you have a day where right? <laughs> it happens to you, but um, it's, it, it was challenging to really convey to people how bad it really was. So it's like, I, I, have I know to, that feeling. Yeah. It's like, I have to be like, no, no, no. Like I spent years thinking about suicide every day. It's so hard to say. It's true. Like it was so bad. It was so hard. Um, but I got really sick. I'll do a, like a two second or 30 second. Okay. I got really sick in 2012 and no one knew why. And I, I think I was 28 at the time, 28 years old. And I had a lot of muscle pain. I had a lot of post-workout recovery fatigue. I had alcohol intolerance. I had neurological symptoms, but, but not nothing compared to the neurological symptoms, which manifested later. But 
this was the beginning, right? It was about nine months after I got breast implants. I had no idea that my broken amalgams from the year before and three years before, and then those amalgams that had been in my life my whole life and all the mercury I inherited from my biological mother who had still has a mouthful of amalgams. I had no idea those were playing a role. I had some symptoms throughout my life. Now that I've studied mercury at length and I know what the symptoms are, like there were things that it's so interesting. Like we talk about the skin and like the, and, and, um, and the histamine pathways and reddening and like, I'm still red. You see, I just get red when we do. But that had been happening my whole life. I had really intense histamine reactions and yeah, like pale, I don't know, there, there weren't, it was, it was subtle. It was subtle. I, and I had a lot of mercury and it, I guess it's a testament how, to how strong I was. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be right. I mean, I've heard of people crashing immediately after removing them. Like you, you crashed immediately after removing amalgams and, and I didn't, I didn't, I kept, I was okay. Uh, until I got breast implants and then that's I, called the perfect storm <laughs> stressors boom yeah and and fortunately or unfortunately I didn't get sick in a really obvious way I didn't have an autoimmune disease so I just had like basically poisoning that is so hard to find no one really I mean we're still we're still struggling so much to understand mercury as <laughs> as a collective right um so, so no one asked me, oh, well, do you have mercury exposures? Because actually my symptoms, even when I got diagnosed, almost got diagnosed with MS, I was, if you parallel those symptoms I was exhibiting with an M, with a mercury symptoms, they were all, merc- they were textbook mercury symptoms. I was shaking. I was super hyper-reflexive, but you know, MS is just more on people's radar, I guess. I don't know. So it wasn't MS, but where was I? Okay. So I got really sick. No one knew what was wrong. People had incorrect guesses. I did treatment for a lot of things that didn't help me, that made me worse, like Lyme disease. <laughs> I did six months of doxycycline, which was great for my gut, I'm sure, right? Um, I had primarily musculoskeletal problems. So I started researching health programs. I just decided I was gonna have to go back to school to figure out what was wrong with me. And, and I chose chiropractic school because I thought I had a musculoskeletal problem. And when I got to chiropractic school and started getting adjusted, it had absolutely no effect on my symptoms whatsoever. In fact, maybe even maybe worse sometimes. Uh, who, who knows, right? You're who knows. Yeah. Um, acupuncture helped, but only temporarily. So, like, I I started learning. I had this radical, fast learning curve in natural medicine and healing and and everything, and nothing helped me. Um, it helped me get more into the nitty gritty. Like, I could I found more dysfunction. Like, my thyroid was dysfunctioning. Um, my blood sugar was dysfunctioning okay, why? You know, like we, no one knew, no one knew. I mean, I'm like so many people. I saw so many doctors. I had so many teachers finally started studying functional medicine. So ironically, this is a little, this gets a little crazy. So ironically, the people I was learning functional medicine from who are brilliant endocrinologists, I'm not going to say their names, but people who are like foundational in developing functional immunology techniques for antibody testing for food sensitivities and things like that, that are like considered the fathers of these, okay, had actually been big players in the silicone movement in the 90s and had written dozens of papers. And then something happened and they weren't allowed to talk about it ever again. And so I was going to all these functional medicine seminars, learning from these people who really were the ones that would have known. And it was never mentioned because of weird silencing that happened. Hmm. particular immunologist who authored those papers in the 90s. I finally had a conversation with him years later. I was trying really hard to get him to be part of our breast implant summit. And I was like, hey, like you had all this work in the 90s where you were making papers about silicone and how bad it was. And now I was like, why don't you come talk? And he said, I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't ever hmm. talk about it. So it's so, it's not so funny, like the journey. So I was going to all these functional medicine seminars, still never had any idea silicone could be an issue had looked for everything, couldn't find anything, knew about silicone and autoimmunity, had looked for autoimmunity, couldn't find autoimmunity. And then finally one day, like read a study at another functional medicine conference in a different, outside the, that, that network of seminar companies, it was a, it was a, a NutroWest. It was Dr. Brandon Lundell speaking for NutroWest who had founded the functional medicine program at my school. So I had a lot of respect for him already. I was using his manual um, to learn blood, you know, uh, diagnosis and and laboratory analysis so anyways we're at his conference and he puts up a study and it said that silicone uh ruptures could cause like pain syndromes like fibromyalgia and so Mm. that was just the first time I ever saw it explained 
like outside of an autoimmune disease, which of course causes pain. But when you have auto, when you have RA or lupus, like you don't call that a pain syndrome, you call it RA or lupus. So if in the research they're talking about it as a pain syndrome or like fibromyalgia, it's not, that means they don't know what it is. It means it's mm-hmm. something else. And that was like the first time I saw, oh, I could fit into this category. That's me. And so then I started researching breast implants again. And then I found this huge community of women who were already speaking mm-hmm. out about, and then I learned about the history. <laughs> when you read the natural history from the seventies till today, and you just, all you have to do is just read it. And you're just like, oh, why, how are these yeah. approved? Like it's great. But in any event, they're approved. And hey, yeah. I, and then how, how long after that then did you end up getting them removed I, and when so, you got them removed that helped certain things but not oh, yeah. all. see I told I see I wasn't going to get all detailed and now we're just doing it again I so. know no but it, it's okay um well stop me if it's too long but I got them removed right away that was a whole process um there's a special now what changed um honestly like I got worse I was sicker <laughs> Um, there was a tremendous amount of stress around that time because of what had happened with my health right up to X plan. I had an onset of an ex- of some very extreme things, for example, so this will feed right into like your work, but I had a root canal that decided to abscess right, yeah. right in my third trimester of chiropractic school at the third year, the third trimester, I, it was in between part. I took a section of part two national boards. Then I took part three of national boards and then I took part four of national boards, which is a two day test. If anyone has been to chiropractic school, you know, it's, it, that was, it was insane. Yeah. And, and then the two, it just started swelling and I, I, they missed it. I went to my dentist, I went to the ER. Always, always, yeah. no, one, no one could even see the infection. Mm-hmm. And, and it turned into, I got diagnosed with trigeminal neuralgia and then I got diagnosed with MS before we figured out it was a, it was an infection. So that was insane. Um, Basically but, what you're describing is the perfect storm, right? It's like, you know, you had the influence of the, the breast implants, you know, obviously you had hidden infection long before even that it was there, you know, it's always there and people just don't know it. Right. It's like, you know, probably from a tooth that was removed years and years ago. It was from a mercury filling that broke and crumbled. And then the mercury filling turned in. I know this is so funny. Right. And then, and then two years later, when I met you, I didn't even know. And I had a cavitation and then after I'm jumping way ahead in time, but they pulled that tooth when it, when we figured it out that it was an infection and I got better obviously, but, but then we didn't clean it. I didn't do it the correct way. So there was, still bacteria and pathogen and and then that got healed over and then it was starting to eat away which is a cavitation so a lot of people have that with wisdom teeth i never removed my wisdom teeth so i never had that but i did have it with this particular tooth 30 um so 230 is also on the meridian for leg pain which was a big thing i had so a lot of this stuff was layering obviously uh so so that time in my life and then i removed my implants and um i had that little sweetheart window you talk about the amalgams i felt better for a little bit and then i i had to finish my program which was really complicated i had to do all these clinic hours i had to it was so much so much and then i finished and then it was just like it just ended and i graduated and i uh I went in like a tunnel, like a dark tunnel. Like I withdrew for like three, four months from everyone. I had luckily, fortunately, like I had available credit on my credit cards because in school they give you all this loan money. So they survived my credit cards. I did nothing. I didn't mean I couldn't function. I couldn't get out of bed. I lost weight. I was shaking every day. And it was just like, it was dark. I was like meditating a lot. I was doing breath work. It was the only thing I was able to do was breath work, meditation, and kundalini. Which when, when I met you, I mean, there was, you had some things, you, you were on the backside of that, uh, for sure. I don't think so. I don't no? think so. I think that's what you thought. That's not true. And I think I might've thought. Yeah, I did think that. I did think I was, that. I mean, I knew you had a lot going on. That's why we had the conversation. No, I, was, I think I was lying to But my you friend. definitely spoke like I was worse than even I am now, but here's what I have going on. And that's how we got into the whole doing heavy metals properly and so we, so this is, so we, so what happened was during that summer in 2018, I was, I was in this tunnel and I was, and I was praying every day. That's like all I was doing. And part of that prayer process, like 
I don't know, I got this woman, Jessie Golden, who's this amazing like model and CEO and host. She had me on her show because Dr. Mark, who I had started kind of like trying to work in his office. I was doing a little bit like I really, it was hard to function, um, but I was doing what I could. I was trying to, I was trying to get out of the hole, but I was still looking for answers. I knew there was more answers out there. And so when I started hosting my television show, it was really truly like in an attempt, whether I knew it or not on an unconscious level, it was putting out a radar like to everyone in my field and other fields to come in and like continue to give the information because there was a huge piece missing, which was the mercury piece. And I had no idea. And that's I, why I was there that day. <laughs> and, that's, and, that's the theme. and like, it was literally like, it was a life-changing moment. And then Someone else came in, in, in a roundabout way, this woman, Cynthia Thurlow, who you probably know, uh, she came and she said, you know, I have a colleague who I did my, my nutritionist class with, who's a mercury expert. She lives in Italy. Her name's Sarah Russell and Andy Cutler calls her the high priestess of mercury. She said, maybe you should talk to her. I said, okay. So by the way, Cynthia Thurlow, healthy woman, healthy with implants, perfectly healthy with implants. Okay. So which she said, so I can say it, I think, God, I hope she said it, but yes. Sarah Russell was the one who kind of brought like plant lithium into my life as I like told her I was struggling with this, these thoughts. And she said, well, you probably have lithium derangement, which is a mineral, right? I started taking plant lithium and like immediately, like that all went away. Thank God. Yeah. So many people with heavy uh, metals, especially mercury end up with lithium, you know, just depletion and just yeah. among other things, right? Like all mineral derangement in general is huge, right? So where were we? Yeah. So I guess like when I was doing the television show in the early days, which was fall of 18 and 19, you came in the, in the beginning of 2019. Um, I was putting on a really good face and I was trying really hard, but I would shoot like three guests in one day. And then I would have to go home and be in bed for two days. Like it was really hard like that because the whole process, you know, from media, like, it's, you know, it's a lot, it's stressful to be on camera and like yeah. you're on. So it, you know, things were not, really that great back then but I was really I was trying really hard to be positive and and it was well, better than it had been so yeah I mean look I but you know the, what I want people to hear though is is that you know how did you get here now you know you're clearly better um you you removed causes right it was a perfect storm right you you did it correctly right yes heavy metals were a huge part of that you know taught you how to do that correctly because most of the world doesn't Right. right. You got rid of the implants. You've done, you know, you strengthened your pathways, you fixed your cells. I mean, you know, uh, you, you got to the cause and that's what people need to hear. So, it. so it's interesting though, but this is, and this is something you taught me. So I'm everything I'm going to say, I learned from you. Okay. So we have different molecular weight amongst heavy metals. We have mercury and lead, which are very heavy, right? They're embedded deeper in tissue. They also have this like more global effect on all the detox pathways in general. So it's very interesting. I had removed my implants, but I still had a ton of microsilicone all throughout my body doing whatever that does, right? And I had all this mercury that was like a big uh, semi truck blocking the freeway. So nothing else could leave. Yeah. So I couldn't. So we talk in the implant illness communities about patience and give it time and it can take two years after explant to really feel better well like that's true but i think if you have mercury toxicity you're never going to feel better i agree 100 so, so then that silicone stays in there so i started detoxing metals first that was a whole process then i started detoxing parasites whole process then i had to do metals parasites back and forth because they redistribute each other okay so you start killing parasites. They are like, especially oh, if they're biophilic, they're, biophilic. Yeah. they're yeah. full, they're full of metals in the inside of, in their biofilms and inside of them, especially if they're the type of parasites that feed on bile. Right. I don't know if I have those. I, I'm not sure, but I've seen this in other people and I've read about it <laughs> in the research, right? You have certain flukes that are in the gallbladder and that, you know, you're secreting bile and you're trying to get rid of toxins. And then those parasites ingest them and then the biofilms and I mean ingest is like not really the right word but you, you're following and then you kill the parasite and then it and then you get this redistribution symptoms because now yeah, you have yeah. mercury and or, or silicone in your blood so you feel horrible again it's, it's it can be very hard when you so we don't start with gut cleansing with toxic toxic people I don't right. right I think you start with pathways and then you go to like you know then chelating and then when they can handle it you do some GI cleansing and then I did fecal matter transplant because my body was completely messed up. Um, then I started secreting silicone. Then I was actually detoxing silicone. I, I wasn't really detoxing any of it up until that. And that was years. Okay. So wow. Right. What a process. And then now that I've been able to get more of the silicone out, 
I've done several stem cell infusions. There's a lot of regeneration that still needs to happen. It's still happening. I started stabilizing those hypermobile pathways, stabilizing the histamine. So, you know, I'm probably forgetting. Oh, I'm, I, that was, there's other things I've done. No, but, you know, I agree, I agree with that, you know, because <laughs> a lot of people are saying, oh, just fix the gut first. You know, it's like, <laughs> come on. Love you and that. I both couldn't, if we, you know, we couldn't fix the gut despite what we did, despite anything that we tried, because we had all these things upstream that were really, you know, the problem. And like said, some people just, oh, just kill your parasites. Well, you yeah. do that and then you have other problems because of heavy metals and, you know, other pathogens. And, you know, there there is an order there that you went through that, you know, absolutely makes sense and I agree with. So, well, your story is worth telling because, you know, again, it brings you to here, right? You know, you would not know, just like me, any about anything about these pathways you couldn't have created a product that helps support people through this if you didn't go through what you went through and i hope that gives people hope because one of the things i always say is you know our purpose typically is in our pain but what i like most is god has a promise for all of us in it and you know stepping into that i believe that's where you're at you know awesome i think people need to get the product there's it's a niche that no one really has addressed until now it would not have, you would not have addressed it if you didn't go through with that story that you just told. So it was meant to be. So that gives people hope too. So Dr. Katie, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, and and to, to piggyback off what you said, never before now could we have ever made a product like this because there was an acknowledgement that this issue is real. And thank right. God through the advocacy, through the work of the nonprofits, through women who like all they do is is lobby for device safety and yeah. they they've enacted real change you know and and they have gotten the fda to reopen you know things and um now the fda is is asking the companies to finish their studies they've issued new consent so all of the plastic surgeons because i had like one of my lawyers said well if i was a lawyer for a plastic surgeon i would never let them carry your product i wouldn't want them alerting their patients that something that they're giving them could be bad but now Unfortunately, uh, it doesn't matter because now by law they have to. Mm. Yeah, so, so, great. so yeah. what's going to happen? You know, what's going to happen is I'll tell you, everyone's still going to get them, but at least now they have some idea. And of course, people who are in the dark who are really suffering and sick, they might find out about the product and they it might have never occurred to them that implants could be the cause of their illness. So that's important to me. If this is a Trojan horse for some people who really need to explant, then they should. But there's a lot of people. And I, Jesse Golden, who was the one who brought me on her show, I found when her and I started talking and she had RA before she got implants. And her whole story was about figuring out how to heal her RA. And that's like what, you know, her, her whole, she walks the talk of like everything she, you know, has done. She's totally integrated into her body. She's healed her body through like all different ways. And a lot of it like self-love, but um, not, you know, it, she has steps for what that means, but, but she had RA before she got implants and she has, doesn't have silicone, she doesn't have saline implants. She has like a newer line, very toxic type of silicone. And she doesn't, she's not sick. She doesn't, she it did not re-trigger her RA, which had already manifested before. So like, it's so interesting. When she told me that I was like, whoa, that's great news, right? Because it means if you're very healthy and all of these pathways are working well, and you make a good collagen, you don't have to mobilize anything bad and maybe you're okay for as long as your body stays healthy. Which yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, it's no different. It's no different than the person with eight amalgams in their mouth. I'm healthy uh, for now. Or the person in the moldy home, one sick, three aren't for now, right? I mean, it's until you hit your perfect storm, right? And, you know, but the body's dealing with it. A healthy body will deal with it just like the amalgam in the mouth. Right. I did until I got sick. If you'd asked me a week before that, I, you know, ended up my bucket overflowing, you know, mm -hmm. I got an amalgam out mm -hmm. and then sickness <laughs> happened after that. I'd have told you I was the healthiest guy walking. <laughs> so you were running like a high volume chiropractic office and adjusting. Uh, like, yeah, like, I, and, like, absolutely. Yeah. Eat healthy exercise, racing at the top level. You know, that's the complicated part. But the fact is, is look, you know, it's, it, it's years of these stressors and it's the perfect storm of stressors and you're setting yourself up. Look, you had, you had some, I don't know, I don't want to call it guilt. I don't want to speak for you, but I remember yeah. the conversation of you yeah. saying, 
look, am, I don't want to be telling people to keep their implants and develop a product for them to be safer with their implants. Am I doing the right thing here? And I said to you, you are, because yeah. people are going to continue to get them. Yeah, they and want like, it, Yeah, and it's like, if we can, if you can support these pathways that need support and stress, you're going to save yeah. lives. You're going to save lives. Plus, like, and what you just said, so I don't know, like, I don't know if it matters. Let me tell you why and you tell me what you think, because this is all hypothetical. If you're super healthy and you make this excellent scar tissue capsule around your breast implant, okay, and then down the road, you get less healthy. I don't know that your collagen is going to change that you made. I don't think that capsule, we have research showing the capsule never reabsorbs. I could think of problems that could happen, like if you switch your set and they do it without on block and they open that capsule in the pocket and pull the implant out that it's Pandora's box, then it, everything could be released in the pocket, which is why we advocate for on block capsulectomy so that the capsule never gets open. Mm -hmm. But just like, and I've seen people that are really healthy and then they get sick when they switch their set, right? So they've opened it up. But like, what do you think? I mean, if, if you make a nice capsule that's really impenetrable and then you down the line gets less healthy. Yeah, but you know, I, I think there's arguments that people make that no capsules impenetrable. It, it starts to accumulate in the capsule. Um, it's a tissue, right? Okay. It's like, so, uh, and then the body starts looking at that capsule as a problem. It starts attacking your capsule and then the capsules start leaking. And yeah, then especially you, if it's like permeating mild. Yeah. But, like but see, that takes 30 years time. though. You, you see like, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that takes 30 years. There's a difference of, yeah. you know, people get sick within a year and I've heard the stories. And some people it'll take 30 years because right. the, I think the capsule is the difference. Capsule, it's 100% the capsule, unless it's autoimmune, and that's a different story. Yeah, it's that's, probably that's a different a story. It's a trigger. Yeah. Or it could be both, but yeah, yeah that's interesting, huh? Yeah, you know, you're, you're no. totally right. You're totally right. No capsule is impenetrable. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah, look, I mean, the bottom line is it's still, you know, your, your product is a very relevant product because. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people are going to do it. it. You know, there's identity things here. There's all kinds of things here. So uh, the fact that you're supporting the pathways that we know are going to be stressed. I mean, come on. How do you not develop a pathway like that? How do you not take a product? I mean, if I had a silly, I don't, but if I did, I'd be taking the product. You I know, think you so. already take everything in this product because it's tailored for someone who had pre-existing toxicity. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I was telling people at your, your uh, party, I'm like, I would take <laughs> this product because it, you know a lot of the stuff that's in it is in my cellular products, right? Because you have to support the cell in this pathway. So, yeah. well, Katie, we were, we're over time, but uh, thank you for being thank here. You. What a great product. Thank you for a great show. Thank you for your pain to purpose story. That's why you're here. Thank you for sharing and I appreciate you so much and I love you so much. Awesome, love you too. Hey, I wanna tell you about one of our sponsors, Cyto Detox. Look, podcasts cost money. There's a lot of production uh, going around this, but uh, we are grateful to have Cyto Detox as one of the sponsors. It's so easy for me to talk about the product because myself and my family use it constantly as we practice what I preach for over 15 years. I've talked about and taught doctors and the public about cellular detox. And I'll tell you, Cyto was a breakthrough. Cyto was a breakthrough for us. Um, and it's changed so many lives. So we're grateful that they sponsor Cellular Healing TV. It makes sense, doesn't it? They should. If you're listening to this podcast and want to access the amazing Cyto Detox product Dr. Pompa just mentioned, please visit detoxoffer.com. Again, that's detoxoffer.com. Well, that's it for this week. The materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you would like to purchase some of the supplements mentioned on this show, please visit the site as seen on chtv.com and use the code chtv15 for 15% off. Again, that's as seen on chtv.com. Use the code chtv15 for 15% off. And as always, thanks for listening.